Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, and welcome back for one last time to the Mass Singer Rahapa podcast, talking about season four. The reason I say last time is because the finale just happened, and we have some things to unpack. We have a new winner to discuss, and we have finale performances to speak on before we get to the inevitability of talking about our vault guesses and all that good stuff. I am your host. Puya, the Velvet Rope, Zan Vakili, ready to break all of it down with you today. However, as always, I'm not here alone. I've got my partner in crime, my right-hand person, all the things, sidekick, whatever, you have it. It's Liana, the pecan toffee, Boris. Liana, how are you doing today? Wait, what were you? I was the Velvet Rope. Oh, the Velvet Rope. Okay. Am I, I, I just spent 50 seconds intro where you're not listening. Okay, well... uh. Uh, wow, I should just end the podcast now. <laughs> okay, but here's the thing though I'm trying to coordinate something for a Robin and Key Venue podcast, and I got distracted. Um, we were talking, um, and I was definitely listening. So, yeah, um, pecan toffee. I made some pecan toffee uh yesterday, it was delicious. We watched the Mass Singer finale, which was a fun time, and now we're gonna talk about it. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest, let's be honest. So, we watched the second half of the finale. We did not watch okay, the, live, the finals. Live. Yeah. We have watched now both parts, but yes, when we found out that it was the road to the finals and the Amazing Race finale was on at the same time, we watched the Amazing Race finale and then we only watched the actual, like, you know, what, 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 what is the word? The, the real, the real finale for the, the main finale. Not the, main finale, we didn't the watch finale. the commercials. We watched the movie. We didn't watch the next time ons. Yeah. No, I, um, we ended up opting to watch the, uh, the amazing race finale, which was also on last. That's night. what I just, that's, that's what I just yeah. said. Are you listening to me? At least I am now paying attention uh, as part of I'm the listening to you. I'm not here to make excuses. I'm not, not going to make we excuses want- of like, yeah, this other thing I'm doing is the reason why I was not paying attention to okay. my co-host. <laughs> I know, but I had just said that, you know what, whatever. Anyway, so in case it wasn't clear, we watched the amazing race finale. Okay, you're going to repeat it a third time. We watched... <laughs> Well, you decided to repeat it a second time, so third time's a charm. I Why like not it better it when I say it. Oh, really? Okay, well, why don't you say it a fourth time, and then we'll just get this over with. No, basically, we watch from 9 to 10 p.m., okay? Cool, we move on. Eastern, right. standard time. 
which is the time zone that we are in. Why just in case, because because for some people it's on earlier. It's eight seven central, bruh. God, you know what? You like Renny? You don't even understand time zones. Okay, I'm not here to get like dissed. So Boom, we're just gonna move past, move past your ridiculousness. Um, not to be confused with deliciousness. Okay, so group performance to start the show. It's a Christmas performance. So. All the all the little like cutscenes when we were coming in and out of commercials as well were like Christmas motifed. What was your thought on the fact that the finale was kind of treated like it was a Christmas special, even though they probably didn't mean it to be that way? Yeah, I'm okay with that. I mean, but last week they also did the Christmas song performances. So right, which... like they had three hours of Christmas content that they were <laughs> trying to figure out how, how they were going to air that. Yeah, no, that's fine with me. I mean, especially in a time where so many of us are not traveling because we want to be safe. Um, I, I'm, I am, my tolerance for holiday cheer is much higher than it is in a normal year. And so for me, I was totally fine with this. Yeah, I mean, for me, um, I was like, well, we already did this. Like, if if last week's purpose was, hey, this is the holiday spectacular, then this week is a regular show. Why isn't it a regular? Because, like, it was like there were moments of it which were Christmassy, but then there were moments of it that were not Christmassy. So I was like, I can't decide what you're deciding. Um, but right out the gate, we had the group performance with the three um, finalists. What were your thoughts on the performance there? I mean, it just solidified. I was like, man, the sun is so talented. <laughs> Um, and the mushroom was doing his falsetto again, which I, you know, now in this very moment, I wish the song choices for the mushroom had been different. I know that this doesn't necessarily apply to the group performance, but I have listened to Aloe Black's discography or at least the essential Aloe Black Spotify uh, playlist. And he is extremely talented. But I feel like his falsetto, while great, is not where he shines the brightest. And so to sort of start off, because like, again, to to put this together in a timeline was we watched the nine to ten Eastern Standard Time slot of The Mass Singer, which was the grand finale episode. Then I listened to a bunch of Aloe Black and then I watched this group performance. And so after having listened to his discography, I was like, oh, man, I like I feel like the mushroom and this is probably getting too far ahead because again doesn't have really anything to do with the group performance but like the mushroom song choices I think were questionable at best because there were like the turn back time when he did share was so good and then there were other ones like I didn't like the Valerie performance and I was like ah brah like not super great well, you were you were so talented and there's a reason why I liked the mushroom from early on because the mushroom is talented. I think it just for me really highlights how important song choice is. And I know we talk about this again and again and again and again. But for me this is just another example of where I felt like the mushroom even though he made it to the finals and he came in second place, I can't believe I'm critiquing this, but I think he could have done even better possibly like maybe even won the whole thing. I don't know. Against the sun. It's really challenging, but anyway. Okay. So that was, sorry, that was super long and that doesn't really address your question, but I've been thinking about this all day and those are my thoughts. The end. Yeah. I too was okay with the group performance. <laughs> okay. Um, good. I'm glad we're on the same page. I thought the group performance was okay to start. Honestly, mm-hmm. well, the, the the thing is, I don't want to like reply to this and then we recover it again. So I'll I will move on uh, and then we'll talk back on it later. Um, but yeah, I yeah, it was fine. It was just okay. So then we get like a little bit of a obviously 
it's the road to the finals, which means we're going to get a clip package of all three performers and what they're about. Um, with the Sun, the Sun wanted to retell their story, which they got an opportunity to hear. We got a replay of her first performance, which I remember like right out the gate was just amazing. And I that literally think about it though. For me, having heard that performance, it was a Lizzo song. I immediately that's where I made my vault guess. So to then to come to the end, I was like, oh, I was off, but also not by all that much. Yeah, I, I really I feel like that's the thing with the song was that right out the gate, I was like, you're a contender very easily. You're a contender. My only problem <laughs> is that we got the first performance we ever heard on the Mass Singer season four was the winner of Mass Singer season four. Mm-hmm. So it's like almost we peaked right out the gate. Um, but I'm fine with that. Ultimately, I think I'll be okay with that. Um, but what did you think about the fact that the sun had their outfit restructured after the first performance? Oh yeah, that was super cool inside baseball. Cause I think this is something that like, I guess, I don't know. We don't really talk about all that much unless we're talking about the baby alien, the actual now logistics of being in the costume and, and the fact that they can adjust the costumes on the fly. I wonder if that happened to anybody else, uh, any of the other performances along or uh, contestants along the way. That would be really interesting to know. I feel like, didn't the Fox have like an outfit change at some point? We well, know so the monsters outfit- had outfit changes. Uh, well, they, yeah, but I think, um, so I, I don't remember about the fox, but like the, the sun also changed into pants at one point in time. But yes. I feel like the, uh, the monsters was all superficial. So I think the structure of the costume didn't really change where this actually right. felt like she can't hit notes. And so <laughs> we have to change the actual structure of her costume so she can sing. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I was very interested in hearing stuff like this. I do like that's why I enjoy the preview episode yeah. that we get where they highlighted all the costumes and what they do and how they did them. I do enjoy stuff like that. Um, and then we then instead of moving because, you know, we have an hour to fill instead mm-hmm. of moving to the all the performers, there's three of them. Then they decided to revisit all the previous performers and kind of be like this clue meant this and this clue meant there was there any clue here that really was like, oh, I did not catch that the first time for you. Um, not, uh, well, yes. I mean, there were a lot of clues that I never caught the first time slash never caught ever. But mm-hmm. the one that really stood out to me was Brian Austin Green when they talked about how like an accident scrambled his brain and it scrambles to Brian. I was like, oh my God, I was so far off. I was like, he was in an accident. Okay, what accident? I think I thought it was like Fred Durst because he was in an yep. accident. I was so <laughs> far off base what their intention was. I thought that was really clever though, uh, that clue. I do think that this season has taught me something and it's that literally you can end up deciding what the how to interpret a clue to get the answer because he had that weird word scramble wendy williams had the west wing thing that they had put out there really there is no correct way of interpreting a clue there isn't so it is exciting because it allows us to over analyze and mess up which i'm actually okay with one thing I will say is that I feel like in previous seasons, mm-hmm. like season two, three, maybe they were still trying to figure out how do we make these clues uh, not obvious, but still point to the correct person, because I feel like there were a lot 
for example, the the baseball bat that represents a bat that Ozzy Osbourne bit the head off of. So you therefore, the you know what I mean? Clues like that, which are just come on. But this one, this one walks that fine line between being too obscure and too obvious because that's where the mask yeah. really shines when they're able to walk that line. And I feel like scrambled his brain, Brian. <laughs> that's quite clever. Yeah, I, I like stuff. I like it when it's in plain view like this. I think the turtle was one that had it was like um it was like something on the blackboard last season behind the turtle that pretty much scrambled to like it was like Dream Street or something like that. And yeah, like that was a nod to Jesse McCartney. So I remember I like that. I like that in the jellyfishes one, it's on the calculator. If you take it upside down, it's hills and like that should give you something. I mm-hmm. am a fan of like it's a clue that's right in front of you, but you still have to do a little bit of work to figure it out. I, I'm in for that. I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And it's not too obscure that you have to actually make mm-hmm. so many jumps in logic. Yes. Like I did like that. Some of the clues as well have more than two meanings that'll get to the same answer. So with the giraffe, the Fox was Megan Fox. And then the show he was on being on Fox. That's like a double. It works. Same with squiggly had the, um, the teddy bear, was a nod to both the Full House song, like the teddy bear song there, and Ted Mosby from How I Met Your Mother. So that's a double. I like when, because it's like if someone watched one but not the other, they can still get the answer, which I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I uh, Yes. It was fun. I always like it when they explain the clues. I'm usually too stupid to figure them out. Or, not too stupid, but I force fit them into whomever my guess is. Like, for example, when we were talking about Leanne Rhymes and the dragon, I was like, Buster yeah. Rhymes is the dragon, Leanne Rhymes, Rhymes, Rhymes. And then they actually explained that clue later. Not how it should be interpreted. No, but, but I thought that was so smart of I you. I still too, got the it? right answer. Yeah. <laughs> so... Good job. I'm big fan of that. Big fan, <laughs> big fan of me. Um, yeah, it, I guess like if I had to say who is someone that I shoehorned my way into a mistake for too many weeks and then I couldn't return was the mushroom. I thought the mushroom was Pharrell for like a month and yeah. I therefore paid less attention to the clue packages probably and like just picked one or two that fit. And then by the time we heard like the third song, I'm like, oh, you are not Pharrell, sir. I was like, I, I don't know who this is. So the I mean, alibi still thought it that. was Pharrell with his final guess. So that's the na- the nail in the coffin. That- <laughs> Once I saw that, I was like, "Well, yeah. I was definitely wrong." It's definitely not Pharrell. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, "There's no way Ken is going to end the finale with a correct guess." There's mm-hmm. no way. There's no so, way. But he had three guesses. He had three crowns. So that was three, three guesses. Total, right? We're talking. He has Lonzo, Oladipo, fact. and Chloe. No, 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 no. no. No, it, he had Lonzo, he had Chloe Kim, and he had someone else this season. This That's season? what he's saying. He was saying he had three guesses this season. Who was the third this season? He correctly guessed. He might have guessed um, Dr. Elvis, but I don't remember. That, I think that was Nicole, though, wasn't it? Well, I think she did, but uh, he may have jumped on that guess. Okay. Well, I don't remember, but it definitely had. It represented the three that he got this season. Okay. Well, I... um. Also got three this season, but my Laura vaulted Dr. Ken. So take that. Okay. We can move on um, and talk about the crocodile. The crocodile's mission was to switch it up every week. I actually, I initially was like, why are we getting a full recap? But I did enjoy this. I did enjoy this hour having a little bits and pieces of like, here's the old clues for old people. If you've missed out on the show or like, you know, cause someone could have just like watched two episodes and then like 
checked out for the year or for the season. I like that. I also like that we got a bit of a recap on some of the performances because because we'll talk about this later. But I, having only watched the second half, felt like the result in order of first, second, third was justified. But then in hearing everyone's like recap performances in the first half, I was like, oh, I could see why people would have been upset with the results in the second half. So I completely agree with you because I so. uh, So, okay. so again, like to lay out the timeline of everything that had happened, we had just watched that one hour of the and and I I was based on the the one performance in the finale episode. I would have ranked it sun, mushroom, crocodile, one, two, three. After watching the road to the finals and then the performances, I probably would have switched it to sun, crocodile, mushroom, one, two, three, because I got to see all of the previous performances, like you were saying, of the crocodile. And I thought that he had excellent song choice each week when the, you know, the idea of like, oh, I'm going to switch it up. He, he did switch it up and it, was able to show his range of talent from, you know, A all the way to Z. And I thought that it was so smart. It was so clever. And I was like, man, the crocodile, like the sun didn't falter at all. The crocodile Mm -hmm. also really didn't, I mean, not as strong as a performer, I think, as the sun, but I don't think also had any missteps, which goes back to my whole mushroom point from earlier, which I think the mushroom had really great performances and is a super, super strong vocalist, but made some incorrect song choices that I think didn't really benefit him in the long run. So that's why then going into that final episode, I was primed, you know, if I had watched the road to the finale first, I think I would have been primed to have that that opinion of sun, croc, mushroom. Um, Whereas when you just analyze Analyze it based on the single single song performance. I think you might end up having a different outcome, which is what I think both you and I experienced. Yeah, no, I one thousand percent agree with that. And it's funny because I do think if we look at the complete body of all the performers, I'm like, well, again, you know, we don't need to say this. Everyone knows this. Seahorse was robbed of being in this finals. Um, but ultimately, I. All this is to say that when I heard the Crocodiles, again, when I was doing my rewatch today and I heard the Crocodiles music leading up, I was like, man, Crocodile took a big misstep because I felt that last night. And we'll talk about the performance when we get there, but I completely felt that in my core. And now we move on. So the big clue cookies here that we had mm-hmm. um, right on the way out, we had a the mushroom had like a 50 and the zero was like a solar panel thing. Do you now, now that you've listened to the Aloe Black discography today, can you make what this is or no? Uh, oh, you mean in terms of interpreting the uh, the clues? Mm-hmm. I did. <laughs> I did not research him. I listened to his music. Oh, he did the. Um, he performed in the Super Bowl Fifty opening night. I guess. Did he really? I'm looking at February 23rd Super Bowl opening night performance. Oh, it's not at the Super Bowl. Or it doesn't look like it's at the Super Bowl. Is this really it? I don't know. The number 50 is significant to him somehow. Okay, sure. Yeah, I, I believe that. I don't know. Okay. Well, it, it, <laughs> listen, it'll matter. It'll matter. Um, he has stuff. If someone else can figure, if someone's figured this out, let me know. Um, Please, there there was something clever with the cookies though, where I think the mushroom said, "I hope Saint Nick likes them," and then the crocodile took one, aka Nick Carter, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought was hilarious. So, 
Yeah, I, I Nick Curtis that, was the most fleshed out for me, anyways, because I know him. But it was um, Black and Blue Hearts, and Black and Blue was one yep. of the Backstreet Boys albums. Yep, yeah. Playing games with my heart, bada boom, in the room. Um, and then the sun was like a sun, and then a it was like a weight, like a ton. So someone wrote and said sun ton, like, and then they had the connection there, but I do not remember what it was now. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Yeah, it rhymes. Okay. They like rhyming. Rhymes, rhymes, Buster rhymes. Oh, rhymes, that's what it was. That's what offends you. Sun and ton rhyme. Leanne rhymes. Leanne rhymes. That's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When I get to the question, I'll shout the person out who uh, who sent that in. Okay. So then, this is where we had watched live, right? So the finale portion is now what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, people ask, we need to talk about it right away. I don't even want to wait. I don't want to like get. Can we talk about? Robin Thicke's outfit on the evening. Uh, yes, you mean his like look supposed to be ripped jacket thing? Yes. All right, hold on. Let me put a. I gotta pull it up. Well, uh, what is the comments on it? Is it like a cityscape behind it? Is that San Francisco? I mean, the co- I think all of us were just confused. Like, what exactly is this supposed to flip and be? Because it to me, like Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, uh, it's it's an eyesore is what it is, quite frankly. It looks like it genuinely, I assumed it looks like it's supposed to be um, like someone tried to rip at him, like a dinosaur tried to claw at him, and that's what it looks like. And it just doesn't look great. I just, it's like pe- he's peacocking, and I don't think he needs to. This season, I don't know who dressed Robin Thick. I don't know if he's like, he fired his like stylist and he was like, you know what? I'm going to save some money during quarantine. I got my own style. I'm going to do this. But like his mix of like barbecue dad and then this, I'm attempting to be stylish stuff has just been so off. And I don't know who he needs to hire back to dress him, but he needs it bad. Okay, fashion police. <laughs> I didn't realize that was a thing. It looks like you the rip did. The rip <laughs> the rips expose uh like patterns underneath. Like there's like a rose or something underneath it. I actually liked the backyard barbecue dad, the I'm going to uh I'm going to uh shoot, what's the restaurant I'm thinking of? Margaritaville kind of look. I I was a fan. I mean, it's a mess, but I was a fan. Yeah, I feel like you're a fan for the wrong. You're the fan for the memes, and I'm saying if you're supposed to be a panelist whose opinions I trust, I would like for you to dress the part. So, oh, that okay. is my yes. I thought you were talking yeah. about me for a second, and I was like, maybe I want to go to Margaritaville. I don't. You go where you want to go. Okay, <laughs> I'm not going to hold you back on that. <laughs> Judge Jerry, it is. All right, we'll we'll talk offline um, about uh, separating. Okay, so um, that uh, we had to talk about the suit. I was just bothered. It, it mm-hmm. just, it, yeah, it, whatever. It's fine. Um, so Nick Cannon throws out the phrase, "Our strongest power vocalists of all time." Agree or disagree? The Sun agree. Yeah. The other three, not so much, is what you're saying. Like, I think if we're arguing which final three has been our most power, strongest power vocalist of all time, I think season two wins by a country mile. I think it's season. So I so this sort of sort of goes back to the debate we were having about group A versus group uh, C or group. Yeah, group A versus C. There was no debate. We both agreed group A, but go on. Yeah, of course. We both agreed the entire time. Um, 
The Sun is, I think, the strongest vocalist that we've had ever. on The Mass Singer ever. Yeah. However, I believe that if you were to sum up the talent of group of the, the finale, the final group um, of uh, season two, I think between the Fox, the Rottweiler and the Flamingo, they were as a group the most talented. Mm-hmm. But it's close. I think it's close. I think it's closer. I don't think it's necessarily a country mile. Yeah, I feel like, sorry, can you repeat who are the ones that are close to you? I think season, I think it's season two. If I had to rank mm-hmm. as a collective, the mm-hmm. final three from each season, I'm going season two, which was the Fox, Rottweiler, and the Flamingo. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going season four, which is the Sun, Mushroom, Crocodile. Then season one, and then season three. Uh, who was season one was season one was monster peacock yes. and B. I don't know I, between oh, one yeah. one three and or no one one two and four are all close for me though. I think super because hard. of bow wow three is last easy yeah I agree um sorry because we're wow. talking we're talking powerhouse <laughs> vocals specifically right right um I think two four one three for me yeah 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 I agree yeah, yeah so we're on the same page yeah yeah, yeah so Okay, perfect. Perfect. Um, yeah, so then we saw Ken walk out with his cape and his three crowns, also peacocking. That was a lot. Um, I thought it was interesting when the Crocodile's clue package opens, and I say that lightly because there were no clues in it. Um, Crocodile talked about how they believed they were going to go home at the Super 6 for sure. Oh, so, dude, I told you. You yeah. can't even see his face, but the way his mat, like, even in that massive costume, you can just tell he was shocked that he made it to the finals. He 100% thought that he was going here, and so like you said, it was so nice to have that confirmation of, oh, he thought he thought he gonna go, and we all thought he was gonna go, <laughs> and yeah. then he and, like, made it. Shocked. Amazing. Yeah, no, incredible stuff. Um, and then here's the thing, right? So the the crocodile sets this sets this up with he was poor and they collected money mowing lawns to get their first ever album. It was the album by Journey, and tonight they're gonna pick a song off that album. Does the performance great performance? Obviously, we just talked about how this is one of the best top threes of all time, but like my whole argument for seeing envisioning the crocodile at the finals was that the crocodile is the only one with the razzle dazzle factor. And then the crocodile went with just vocals and it was, it didn't feel like a finale performance. If that makes sense. It didn't feel like the show was about to end in 20 minutes. So it okay. kind of like hit middle for me. So, so here was my issue with the song choice. If the crocodile is saying, I'm going to try to mix it up each week, this felt like a repeat of last week of the semifinals. I don't know if that was done on purpose because the the crocodile was like, well, crap, if I can beat the seahorse with this type of performance, then I could possibly win with something that is very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why Did potentially yeah, I dropped. Yes. It what fell off it fell, it fell, my phone. It fell off my lap, but that's not important right now. Um, <laughs> shut, shut, shut up. Uh, this is why I buy cheap phones, okay? Because I drop stuff all the time. Anyway, not important. Okay, so the uh, like I was saying, it felt a little bit like trying to repeat the magic of last week 
of the semifinals. And I think that's why, while a fabulous performance, and especially on the rewatch, I thought it was even better than what I saw it the first time. Very powerful. I mean, he's got a, a fabulous voice. Sounded fantastic. It just, the sequel is never good as the original. You know what I mean? And to me, this felt like the sequel. Also, the backup dancers with their feather epaulets were just very distracting and I didn't like them. It was too much pink also. It was just I, too much pink. Yeah, every every episode so far, there's at least one problem. I'm like, why are these backup dancers here? This one was no different. But I, I think starting next season, I'm just going to accept it as part of the formula. I don't think they're going anywhere. I think they're just going to keep multiplying and being there more. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I mean, I'm fine with the backup dancers, but and we'll yeah. talk about this with the Mushrooms performance. Sometimes they fit quite well. Other times uh, yeah. they are very distracting. <laughs> Yeah, I think that. Um, Wait, what was the one? The squig, the um, whose performance this season had the squiggly um, tube men that were dancing around? And oh, I said the inflatable we're tube men. I do not remember, yeah, but that was my favorite dancer of the season. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's a time when they fit quite well. This one mm-hmm. out of a little bit out of place for me. Yeah, well, well, I think that the um, the combination of what exactly the crocodile had going because vocals were there i'm not gonna argue i'm not sitting here be like that was a bad vocal performance it wasn't it knocked mm-hmm. that out of the park um however like it was just quiet right the evening an evening with crocodile motif in the background i'm okay with that it's like a performance thing i'm okay with that but again there wasn't enough fireworks i didn't like the dancers so when i heard this and then we heard the mushroom next i was like okay crocodile's third i actually called my shot that you yeah, you sure. did. He said, yeah, he did. You said it out loud. Also, just uh, no one at us, but it was uh, Lonzo Ball's performance of Lean Back uh, with uh-huh. the Jackie I did like okay. that. Just wanted that on the record. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So that being said, um, we looked at the glass clue that was given. I feel like, was it, who was it? Was it Jenny McCarthy that said her, his sister's nickname or name is Angel? Yes, That's sister. not what I thought. When I saw the angel, I was like, okay, this is the end. They were angels at the end. That's what it is. So mm-hmm. that again, if it's a t- clue that can do two things, that works for me. That's fine. I think it, yeah, exactly. I think that's the thing is, is that it wor- it works for both. Exactly. Exactly. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So then we'll just jump into the Mushrooms performance and... With the mushroom, I was like, okay, this is the type of energy I want in a finale. I mm-hmm. really do. Because I think unless you are Leanne Rhymes and like your vocals can bring the house down like that, like I don't think you can get away with a quiet performance because mushroom was doing the most. The background was wild. There were windmills with carrots as like the handles. Um, 
the watermelon dancers I even thought were funny. The strawberry dancers, not so much, but I was messing with the watermelon dancers. And I was like, this is kind of like you're throwing everything at the wall and like giving it like this is your last chance, right? So it was like, this is your last chance. The mushroom kind of put everything out there on the stage. Wait, are you saying that the crocodile's performance is quiet? I didn't like the crocodile's performance. I thought it was just no, like you it was missing dis- something. You can do dis- yes, yes, but I think yeah. to call it quiet, I think is not accurate because it is. It, it depends very- what you think quiet is. What do you think I mean? Well, when it I was say very quiet? loud. It was very loud in the decibel well, range. Very loud. There was singing. Obviously, there's volume. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I know. I, I don't, okay, I thought it was. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not as down on the crocodile's performance, like, especially after the rewatch. I thought it was much better than when I watched it the first time. Right. I mean, I, it's like let's not get it twisted. This is like a okay, a 95, a 90, and an 85 grading. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. like One is 50. Um, right. So okay. that, again, I feel like with this group, with this season, it's been a lot of me nitpicking on little things because everybody's so like, good. Exactly. I'm like, we're at the final six, and I'm like, any of you can take it. Like, yeah, really, sure. anyone's game. So, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I, just I just make sure Crocodile still gets his due because you know, I mean, it's hard. No, I mean, I've been back in the Crocodile forever now. Oh my so. gosh, I know. And it was very exciting because it was the Backstreet Boys and as someone who grew up with the Backstreet Boys and Nick Carter was that. Album was that. If I was on The Masked Singer <laughs> and I'd do my first album, it's a Backstreet Boys song. I know, right? Oh, so good. Any hoosies. Okay, so um, to move to The Mushroom, yes, I, I thought that The Mushroom had of just the night, the second best performance. The <laughs> choice to do Stevie... Now what? That's disrespect, right? <laughs> what? You're like don't don't make fun of the the crocodile. Seriously, only can only counting tonight. The mushroom was the mushroom second device. best. Yes, because it's the true criteria. That's what I believe. I'm I'm messing with you. You can go on. No. <laughs> okay, don't go on. I, no, I'll go. I, I, my heart will go on. <laughs> All right. So, so the choice to do Stevie Wonder, um, I thought was wonderful this fits the mushroom this was such a fun finale performance i thought that this was the case where the backup dancers fit can't believe i'm gonna say fit perfectly because they were strawberries and watermelon playing the sax as backup dancers also it made me think the thought of damn those legs on that strawberry which is never a thought that i thought would my brain would ever decide to concoct but for some reason this show made me think damn that strawberry is hella sexy fine I felt like the mushroom, this is where his range and his voice just shines. Shines like the sun, if you will. Right up his alley. Also, I learned that apparently Will Smith's Wild Wild West samples from Stevie Wonder's I Wish. That was also a thing I learned when <laughs> I was listening to it the first time I was making toffee. Okay, it was pecan toffee. I was like, damn, is that Wild Wild West? <laughs> but love this. Love this. Yeah, I don't have much complaining to do here with the mushroom, only that I'm sorry you weren't as good as the sun ultimately, um, really, because I thought the mushroom did really well. I think the mushroom was someone who personally coming into the final six was mm-hmm. probably an underdog. So to make it to the final three and then like really on the night impressed me as well. Till I be the one where I was like, if the sun, because like the sun hadn't gone on yet, I'm like, if the sun picks the wrong song, I could see the mushroom pulling an upset. Right. Or like I, it would have had to like yeah. I don't know what outside of the the Leanne rhymes coming on and starting off with don't call it a comeback. I don't know what <laughs> right. done. So like, yeah, no, I think that's the thing is, is that it hypothetically 
yes, she mm-hmm. could have chosen a song that maybe the mushroom would have beat her at. But knowing the fact that she hadn't had a misstep thus far made me feel so incredibly confident that the sun was yeah. going to win. I think since we've started no i think this is the first time in the four seasons where we've come into this finale and i've been like 99 percent sure who was gonna win i would say because like uh-huh. in season one i wanted the monster to win but i did see a world where the peacock could have won right and season two i thought it was genuinely a 50 50 between rot and um uh fox, the, uh, fox. yeah no i agree Last season, I was just wrong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I, thought, I thought it was going to be... Yeah. Oh, my God. We were so wrong. Yeah. We both were wrong for different reasons because we both backed the other people. Yeah. And then th- tonight, this night was like, it's the sun. It's the sun. <laughs> let's let's not kid ourselves. It really, Yeah. It really did feel that way. And the road to the finals, I think, solidified that even more so. Mm-hmm. I, again, she's maybe not the best overall razzle dazzle performer that we've had but in terms of straight vocals holy crap amazing Hmm. just just spectacular i mean you can't not like you you have to reward her you have to you know what i mean like she the way she came through and killed it in every song every Mm -hmm. step of the way you had to give the props there there was no other way of looking at it i don't care how good everyone else was yeah. However, let's talk about that performance, Liana. Tell me, tell me about the Sun's performance. Uh, so yeah, so she did the story uh, mm-hmm. by Brandy Carlisle, uh, which I think is very much like the song was very much in the Sun's wheelhouse. It's like kind of country Americana type music, so it's very much something that um, that she's familiar with. I mean, that this song, like Brandy Carlisle, is a strong vocalist in and of like in her own right, and so. The Sun did a good version of it. I mean, you know, a very solid, strong version. I think just because the original song also is has super strong vocals, I like it when the Sun was able to take another song and sort of elevate the vocals to a different level or put the vocals in with her own spin. And this was very much her sound. So there wasn't a whole lot that was you know, super unique, but at the same time, it was, it was absolutely fabulous. And, and my initial reaction was, wow, like this is definitely the best vocalist we've had on the show. I will, I will say it, say it once. I'll say it again. I think I'm really happy with the sun's win. I think it's deserved and she's outstanding. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I can't really say anything else on top of that. Um, it was just phenomenal and the right person won and I'm very happy about it. <laughs> Truly. Truly. Yeah. 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 This was a good season. This was a good season. I think that there are some discussions we're going to have now with regards. Some people have some questions that they put out there. I have some stuff I want to not debate with you, but just discuss with you. So there's still some stuff here to talk about. Um, And we can start off with this one. The final three was all professional singers. We got a couple of questions and a couple Mm -hmm. different variations of this where basically people were like, we're here for like the jellyfish style of stuff. We want to see the Chloe Kims, the people who are good singers that we wouldn't know are good singers. Is this kind of ruining the fun? And I thought about it to answer it first. I thought about this for a while. And honestly, I would rather it be someone that I don't think is good at singing or I don't know is good at singing. I would, I would much rather that be the, the path than every season because it's like you know it's like it makes it feel like okay well obviously there's the the bob saggett the tommy chongs that'll come in and like 
they can't really sing or they might sing a little bit, but not really like karaoke style even. But then like the big billboard, like Grammy style people are at the end vying for this crown, which is like, you've already are a celebrated artist. You don't need a, another singing accolade. Well, yeah, but okay. So, all right. I have a few thoughts. I have a few thoughts on this comment. So one, first of all, we talked about this when we talked about the jellyfish, right? It was like, I wanted the jellyfish over the mushroom to progress from the super six to the final three because I felt like the jellyfish embodied what I originally envisioned for the mass singer, which was people who you don't expect to be singing, aka not professional singers. Okay. Right. <laughs> so, so, so yes, fundamentally, I agree with the point that it is more in what I thought the spirit of the mass singer is. However, in looking at the final six from every single season of the mass singer. Mm-hmm. So from season one, the top to five, well, four of them are singers. One of them's a rapper. One of them's an actress. Season two. Wayne Brady is listed as actor comedian, but he's also a singer. Wayne Brady is a singer from yeah, he's, a, he's a singer. Yeah. Rottweiler, yeah. singer, flamingo, singer, leopard, singer. Uh the mm. thingamajig uh definitely falls into that category, right? Because we got he, one. We got, a he, we got one. Yeah. And then Anna Gasteyer, actress, comedian. Mm. So she could maybe also you could argue, okay, she's not a singer. Season three, Candy Burris, singer, Jesse McCartney, singer, Bow Wow, rapper, Barry Zito. MLB pitcher. Okay, he doesn't fall under that. Kitty, singer, astronaut, singer, banana, singer, right? That those are the top. This this season, the sun, singer, mushroom, rapper, I guess, even though he's a singer. Crocodile, singer, seahorse, singer. You know what I mean? So consistently mm-hmm. over the past four seasons, the top performers have all been singers. Because of course, someone who is a singer will most likely beat out people who are not singers. Okay. Yes. So, so how do you beat this? So either you cast a season of the mass singer without any professional singers on it. That's definitely an option, which is actually what I thought the mass singer was going to be initially, mm-hmm. but I've been fine with it still being singers, I guess, ultimately, because I just want to be here for a fun ride. Yeah. Or that's just sort of the reality of the world that we live in when it comes to the mass singer. That of course, the people who are professional singers are going to rise to the top. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's, I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, we, we, we just, you just examined the cast, right? Of like the, the top of every season, pretty much singers. There's like literally a, maybe up to five people that are not. Yeah. I mean, um, we can talk about the bottom, right? So season one, we have Antonio Brown, NFL player, Terry Bradshaw, NFL player, pineapple right. with Tommy Chong, actor, comedian, season two, figure skater, even though Johnny Weir deserved to go further, but fine. Right, so that's what I'm, so that's what I'm trying to get at. Like the Johnny Weirs of the world who like can sing, but now, you know, leave early and then we're left with actual singers. I enjoy, see, here's the thing, right? If you tell me who are your favorite performers of the Mass Singer franchise, I'm going to end up naming the singers. I'm going to give you the Rottweiler. I'm going to give you the Fox. I'm going to ask for the Leopard. Like, I'm going to pick people who ended up being singers. I think ultimately, the hard part is for someone like the Jellyfish, it's like, yo, the Jellyfish had song, and we would have loved to see the Jellyfish recognized for that with a spot in the yeah, final. Like she somehow however, deserves, I don't know. Yeah, that's so hard. Sorry. However, yeah. yes. It's just, it's just complicated, right? Because it's like either they do what you just said, which is they don't put any like actual, like I'm a singer or rapper. Like I have no musical awards or accolades, right? Or <laughs> Was Brian, does Brian Austin Green count 
as a rapper. I mean, I w- <laughs> if you're bad at it, you can still come on the show. Right. It's like if I apply like to be a Black. CEO, but I don't have the qualifications, am I still in the running technically? Like, yeah. Tariq from 90 Day. Yeah. He's a rapper. He can come on. <laughs> Hell, if Hella Hot Sauce ends up being on a season, I will lose my marbles. Um, <laughs> absolutely. Blame it on the uh, 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 lemon vodka soda or whatever it was. Lemon lime vodka. Lemon lime vodka. All right, fine. Listen to Mouth Singer podcast. You'll you'll figure it out. Um, Um, Yeah. So So again, like like, I think it's a problem. Yeah, I want to sympathize with the with the people who sent in the questions of like I hear your frustration, but also we got to like look at it from the other side of the coin as well. If we're playing devil's advocate, (laughs) real quick, is this show going to be successful if there is like twelve? celebrities and two of them are good singers that we don't know and then the other 10 are just not good singers maybe not because in the we'll discover the good singers but then we kind of know who's going to be in the finals from night one which is not ideal you need it to be a little bit more competitive Yeah, because uh, i mean i think that problem is is right like if you look at the initial panel and you look at the non the non-singers who did well it's like one out of six because you have mm-hmm. Chloe Kim, you have Barry Zito, Thingamajig, so Victor Oladipo, and I guess Rumor Willis, but even she's a singer from season one, you know what I mean? So you're only picking out one person who's really a good singer. I think it might be hard to find, I don't know, maybe it's not that hard. Maybe it just changes the bar, you know, because the bar was set so high this season because you have such powerhouse vocalists. If you get rid of all the professional singers and you only have a season of, um, you know, people who, who are professionally developed in other areas, but are at least decent singers and the bar changes, then maybe that ends up still being a fun season because you don't have like one or two people that are so far ahead of the pack. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately. It's very funny to me when we discuss when we have these deep discussions about the mass singer because I don't know how I'm gonna come off, but I love the show. <laughs> like I have so much fun watching this show week in, week out, covering it, complaining about people's outfits, complaining about backup dancers, all to say that give me whatever you've been doing for the last four seasons, next season, and I'm all in. Like I am not like it's not like a oh this product is ruined at all for me. <laughs> I just love the fact that we can go in such detail about a show that is legit, like just dancing, singing creatures. It's 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 such a bizarre, weird show. And yet here we are passionately debating what they need to do with the Mad Singer. Yeah, yeah. It's Ugh. it's so weird. I've never there's never been a show like quite like this where because I'd be mean, like in, in all the podcasting too, I feel like this is the one show where I'm like, I know I've signed up for a goofy thing, but also my personality involves complex conversation, discussion, <laughs> I take everything debate. very seriously. <laughs> right. Like when I'm podcasting, I'm a, I'm a deep dive on some of these suckers, but it's like, wow. Like, I'm like, the wig on that backup dancer number four, yikes. Like, oh, yeah. what am I looking at? <laughs> Turn around. You've gone too deep. Yeah. Um, also, I found a thing on, on the subreddit that I want to share with you and the audience, if you would allow me. So someone went ahead and calculated all the judges scorecards for the last four seasons of like, who's got the most guesses correct. Um, And the way they did it was if they had a first impression guess that was correct, it's worth two points. Otherwise, if they got it by the end, it's worth one point. Okay. Okay. So 
Who do you think is number one? Jenny. Incorrect. However, Nicole. Well, wait, you can't just name all of them, Leon. It's not fun. (laughs) Okay. You got to be fun. Mm -hmm. Um, The number one is Robin with 27. Nicole and Jenny are tied with 26. Ken has six. (laughs) Ken got Tori Spelling in season one. Victor Oladipo in season two, Barry Zito in season three, and then he had Bob Saget, Lonzo oh. Ball, and Chloe Kim. This well, there season. we go. That answers the other person that he got this season, Bob mm-hmm. Saget. Yeah, which I'm very happy I found this. So that's exciting for, for those of you who wanted to keep record at home. So going into season five, we'll know very well where yeah. everyone is now. I felt like Robin did quite well in the previous seasons, but dropped the ball a little bit on season four. And so my guess is, is that that's where he made the uh, Jenny and Nicole sort of made up a little bit of ground. Mm-hmm. So we got a question about this. Someone asked about why um, they felt like we've talked about this before, but they felt like that Robin was kind of forced not to piggyback or not to also say like a Leanne rhymes. They thought that, it seemed like Robin isn't going to completely give in and give an answer. And and someone said they would listen to a podcast where I think it was Joey Fatone's podcast where Robin has said that sometimes he'll know, but he doesn't want to say it because he's trying to keep the like keep it going. So, so what are your thoughts can, on something like that? So I can understand the, the mystery in not knowing is fun. Right. Like that's sort of part of the 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 aura of the show is I don't know. And even if someone has a guess, you know, you kind of you do like we've had this complaint about our podcast where it's like if we come in and we're like, nope, it's Nick Carter. I don't even care. Like, yeah, we definitely have we have viewers of Mass Singer who opt out of our podcast to not get any information. And we have people who've turned off our podcast because they believe that we're quote spoiling the season by giving by like giving our guesses and and analyzing the clues which i totally get because that's the fun part for me um so i definitely understand I mean, that that's we a don't big listen part of the to show. other people doing no, that we you know what i mean because we, we want to be able to do it ourselves right so <laughs> so to have a judge come in and if if he was like robin was like yeah it's nick carter like I'm so, like uh, you know he's not gonna have that approach and that attitude of like I'm sorry mm-hmm. it's Nick Carter there's nothing you can say like I know 100% it's Nick Carter that's just kind of not f- a fun part of the show so I understand why he maybe puts on a little bit of the airs for the entertainment factor of the mass singer yeah it feels a little disingenuous and I maybe don't 100% appreciate that especially because I feel like I could always look to Robin to be the come on but Robin will know this you know right. um, but it's understandable. I feel like even in our podcast, there's been, um, was it this season? Who was it? And, and I don't remember. I remember there's one specific artist who now my name evades me. I remember feeling very confident about it early on. I was like, I'm not going to really bring this out just yet. I'm going to wait a little bit. Just like both to confirm my own, but also not to like completely be like, I, I'm going all in on this guess. Because I do think the 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 continuity of guessing and detective work is personally for Puya if mm-hmm. I may speak in the third person for one second, um, is that's the appeal for me. I love that. You know me. I love music. I love a good razzle dazzle. It's very obvious based on the opinions I have that maybe a ballad isn't for me, like a, just a song with no like upbeat dancing energy fireworks. That's not for me. 
What is for me is I like the clues. I like the detective work. I'm a big detective myself. Um, so that's what I'm here for. So I understand if people, um, if John, John, uh, Robin Thick is not giving us all like with chest on everything or is holding back so that he doesn't end up getting everything done. Cause like, honestly though, low key looking at these final guesses for the crocodile, I was like, there's no way all four of you don't know it's him, right? Like, <laughs> Maybe Ken doesn't know. Maybe Ken. <laughs> but I was, like, I was, so I, I, I was shocked though. The fact that like Tori Kelly knew who it was. I mean, she alluded to it in the um, yes. her, or, like her clue package. I was like, mm-hmm. come on, like Robin knows who it is. Maybe he just wants to make things a little bit more fair for the others. It's like, don't yeah. worry, I got him beat. It's like the tortoise and the hare. He's the he's the hare. Maybe he'll end up being beat in the end. But he's like, nah, I got this, fam. Yeah. Well, that's why. Like for me, I mean, from season one. You have to take all the guesses with a grain of salt. We've had like, we've had Jenny McCarthy, who wins the golden ear here, make some outlandish guesses in the middle of the clue package. It's like, oh, we hear one thing and then it goes over to her and she's like, oh, Obama. And it's like, well, no, Jenny, come on. You know, it's not him. But that's why I'm like, the guesses with the judges, I always take it with a grain of salt. Sometimes I use it as like a, like a, like a, like a direction it's like oh this arrow is leading me to this road okay maybe i'll give this road a glance see if it's a dead end or not but more Mm -hmm. often than not it's like i'm i'm not gonna pay complete attention to their guesses unless of course i'm podcasting about it bless you and i write them down and i mock them later Mm -hmm. i i I get i also get wanting to make the funny the funny guess for the joke of it all that Mm -hmm. i understand but fauci Come on. <laughs> that was an eye roll. Obama, that was an eye roll. Come on. Come on. R.I.P. Um, Ruth Bader was also a guest at one point in season one. That happened. Oof, Oof indeed. I, I mean, no shock to anybody. It was Ken. Ken did that one, okay? I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> come on. Um, <laughs> what, what else do we expect? Yeah. Well, speaking uh, of, oh, do we have more, do we have more stuff to talk about? Otherwise, we need to talk about our embarrassing vault guesses. Uh, yeah, I'm just quickly scrolling to see. I think we've covered all the main things. Uh, oh, overall, where would you rate the four finales? Was this like, it, where does this fall in the on a scale of one to ten? One being boring, ten being explosive. Where was this for you? Ooh, this is tough because I think that there's a lot of different criteria that you can rank on. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, the season two finale for me is probably my favorite finale because it was. I think a toss up between the Fox and the Rottweiler. Both were strong performers. The Flamingo also was fabulous. Um, mm-hmm. and I think in any other season, she probably could have won even, um, well, maybe not season four, but you know, I, I think season, throw her in season three and I think she possibly wins that season. Uh, and so I think just as a combination of the three strong performers and the fact that the win and the winner was a toss up, that is the most exciting finale for me personally. Yeah. I think two was my most exciting. I think that three because of how it ended was also exciting. Cause I was like, wait, what just happened? Love that season one, because I had nothing to compare it to most likely. And because my favorite one was also good. This was just very much foregone for me, probably. And it was foregone in the sense that especially because, and I, and I say this, um, given that the seahorse didn't make it to the final three, I felt like it was a done deal. Should it have been seahorse versus the sun? 
I would have maybe been like, ooh, I don't know who's going to that, that to me would have been a showdown akin to Fox versus Rottweiler. 1000% yeah. with you on that. Yeah. Easy. Again. Yeah. That was also a hard part about watching the road to the finals. I was like, man, the Seahorse should have been here because Honestly, I would have loved to have seen that. I I think that I, I just hope, I mean, we we know season five is coming in the spring. I just hope they fix the formatting with the final six. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with getting to a super six, but let it be a free for all for the love of everything. Because yeah, okay. fact, it was, again, it was criminal to have crocodile go against seahorse and then have crocodile stand third. Like it was just nuts. Um, I know it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So we'll move yeah. on. Um, uh, sorry. I just want to make a comment about the season one yeah. finale because while, you know, it was of course the first finale, but oh my gosh, I loved the monster so much like in terms of having a emotional investment in a contestant it happens to me from time to time where i just become so emotionally invested in one particular reality tv contestant that i I would watch anything they did the monster was that person so it's tough for me actually to not put season one as my favorite finale just because solely because of that but Mm -hmm. season two still takes it so i think my final rankings if we're going to rank them all i would probably put season two one maybe four then three i mean the only thing about three Three was your least be- it, was, it was almost too jarring. <laughs> it was what? too much. The Night Angel was phenomenal. It's not like the Night Angel was the worst no, one. Know, Angel was but it was, it was too much for my little heart. <laughs> I just feel like we were conditioned to believe, yeah, um, Night Angel is going to be the Rob Goddess at third place. Yes, and it's fine. <laughs> then it was like, <laughs> uh, no, we're going to actually give it to the Night Angel. It's like, wait. You're right. You're right. You're, awesome. right. you're telling me the frog didn't get an undeserved win? Awesome. Cool. Love it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll keep thinking. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, are you excited for season five of The Masked Singer, Leona? Yes. I'm very excited for season five. I'm hoping, like you said, that they will be able to fix this issue. I believe it's an issue with the formatting. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, we're going to get some more fun costumes. We're going to get some more p- fun performances. This season was really enjoyable. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I had a hard time with season three because it was so freaking long and it mm. felt like such a drawn out slog for me. And this was a nice tight little season. I had a lot of fun. I enjoyed all the, you know, a lot of the performances. There were ups, there were downs, there were unmaskings that were incredibly rude via the gremlin just tossing his mask into the audience. So rude. Anyway, I had a lot of emotion and feeling with it when it came to the season of the mass singer and that's really all that i can ask for and i think that season five will probably bring it in spades also we're gonna have the mass dancer to hold us over in the meantime oh, which yeah. who knows what that is going to be like well, but premiering- falling and that makes me very excited i don't know yeah. if that's a bad thing that someone will get injured and that makes me excited but i'm still excited I mean, it's a bad thing in the sense that you're the worst, but also it's a good thing in the sense that it's good entertainment. And I'm very excited. Um, not that this is being announced because I think we've mentioned it a couple times now. We will be back to talk about at the very least the premiere of The Masked Dancer and dive into all of that nonsense. And then we'll see where we go from there. It's not going to be that many episodes. I'm at this point 99% sure that it's going to be the bridge between season four and five is that. Once the mass dancer finishes, it'll be like two weeks off, and then we're back with the mass singer again. I don't. I feel like that's going to be the case. 
That's possible. I don't think they've started. Do you know if they started filming season five? I don't think so. I have, I have not. I mean, they re- they announced its revival. What, like maybe two weeks ago? Yeah, so I bet they're in pre, they're probably in pre production, and then they're probably mm-hmm. going to start filming in like January or something, and then we'll okay, go. Then maybe there. we're looking at more of an April, like yeah, probably March, April, somewhere. Okay, March maybe. Well, either way, June maybe. I don't I'm know. excited. Number five is my favorite number. I'm here for the Mambo number five of it all. So. <laughs> easy pickings for me however what isn't easy is everyone getting ready to stomach our final vault guesses for the season for the vault train the vault train oh my god liana i'm gonna miss the vault train it's not going anywhere you can keep it well i'm gonna keep the sound drop but i'm gonna miss it i'll probably do it again the golden ear thing I wonder if they're gonna like do the same. They have to do new songs and new like vault stuff, right? It's not gonna That's be right. the G and stuff. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm sure you get some new ones. You'll get a bunch more uh, clips. Yay! More for the mm-hmm. soundboard. <laughs> okay, well, let's not um, dilly dally here. Let, you want to go in order of third to second to first? Yeah, that's fine with me. Okay. So, who did you have? Or the crocodile. God, I'm so mad about this because we both picked back. I know we both picked Backstreet Boys. I was so close. I was so freaking close. I picked AJ. It was between AJ and Nick, and you were going to go with Nick. So I went with AJ. I was like, I'll get a point here. I did not get a point here. Mm-hmm. I got what they call a hat trick. I got three correct vault guesses with Nick Carter as the last one. Although I get a half point for a Tom Bergeron type. So no, Leon, we all know. We all agree. We collectively as the universe agreed that I get half a point for a Tom Bergeron type. So I want you to say <laughs> out loud on the podcast, I am the golden ear loser. <laughs> I am the golden ear Lester. I will edit that and put loser there. <laughs> oh, don't. You I don't know. I <laughs> Math- just like they gave Jenny the golden ear before the last guess, you just got mathematically eliminated. <laughs> I was mathematically eliminated months ago. I, I was mathematically that- eliminated before we even started. Like, there was no way I was going to win this. Come on. I'm horrible at this. I got lucky. I got lucky with, bu- I mean, Buster Rhymes I knew, Nick I knew, but I got lucky with the Wendy Williams. Yeah. Fine. Okay. You had Nick Carter, blah, blah, blah. Let's move on. Who'd you have for the mushroom? Um, I had Pharrell. <laughs> I had yeah. Pharrell. I mean, at least you were able to stick with your guests for a long period of time. Like, that's yeah, kind of I a good very feeling. good for a while. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like they all kind of went in that direction of like, it's someone who can do falsetto. Like the, the Donald Glover, I'm like, he's too big right now for me. Frank Ocean was one that I really thought about for his hot second. And then ultimately, I landed on Pharrell because of that one hat in the That's first blue package we got, yeah. which ended up being Aloe Black's hat, which by the way, when he got unmasked, there was no hat. And then suddenly, next scene, there was a hat on his head. So, <laughs> did not love the editing there. That reminds me of the squiggly monster when Bob Saget was like, did I have a hat the whole time? Oh, that was so funny. <laughs> yeah, that was, was so hilarious. Because he had been unmasked. It was like his unmasking episode. So he'd been on for weeks. <laughs> like, did I have a hat the whole time? Anyway, um, I wrote, this is verbatim what I wrote, okay? Leslie Odom Jr. question mark, dude, IDK. <laughs> 
Because this was after the circuit, <laughs> right? Made me start guessing right away, like immediately after the performance. Good. I'm happy we made you do that. No. Yeah, because I feel like I you... do much worse that way. Well, it's very clear to me that by you typing Leslie Odom Jr. I type IDK, it's like <laughs> if, if it was someone from actual Hamilton, you would have been like, I should be getting half a point here because technically I said someone like him. Technically, he was on the Hamilton mixtapes, which is included in the Essential Aloe Black podcast on Spotify. Liana, stop it. You're embarrassing yourself, please. <laughs> You're an embarrassment. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So, then, yeah, that was embarrassing. Uh, and then for the sun. Okay, so this was. I had no idea who the sun was. I picked Rona Bennett from In Vogue, which I'm actually super happy with that guess. Was I anywhere close? No, but I'm still for some reason very happy with this guess. It just that felt right to me after Lizzo that performance that she gave. It just felt very In Vogue. I don't know. I liked it. Rona Bennett. Looking her up right now. From In Vogue. I mean, I I heard you the first time, but I don't know who that is. Now I know. I mean, Liana, stop that. (laughs) Stop that. Booyah, stop that. Also known as Miss Mm -hmm. R&B. Yeah, I know. I had Catherine McPhee on mine. I did. Mm. Um, I was just like, it was like, yeah, it was, it was not bad. I mean, ultimately, I'm like, in my head, there's someone else that's going to come from that American Idol season that Daughtry was on, mm-hmm. for sure. I just don't know when. And if there's anybody, the most likely one to me is her. Then it's potentially Kelly Pickler or Elliot Yamin. Then somewhere in the ether at the bottom of the list is the winner of that season, Taylor Hicks. We don't talk about that. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, I'm getting mad. Um, (laughs) That brings the vault train to a halt. The final tally is by a score of three to zero. Zero point five. Three to zero. The winner is me. It's over. Congratulations, me. Congratulations uh, what, to you. You get the golden ear. What was the wager? Wager. Well, what were we supposed to be getting? I don't think we had a wager. It's just whoever gets the golden ear trophy. Well, I get the golden ear trophy. You win our draft from the preseason, which yeah. someone oh baby yeah, wrote and was like, not a question, but a comment. But y'all literally did. I can see your voice with these costumes earlier in the season, and I was like. Damn, that is exactly what our draft was. Yes. Oh my God, we did. We did. So I think I can see your voice. I can see your voice. Oh my God. I I think it just, it feels like you are on purpose ignoring me when you keep making that mistake and it bothers me. I don't understand. So can we talk about how bomb my draft was? Seahorse, mushroom. Do you have the list in front of you? Yeah, I have it right here. In order of what we picked? Yeah, I have the the draft order. Lovely. Okay. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Do we do? I don't remember if we did a snake draft or just back and forth. Probably a snake draft. Snake. We, did, well, we did one, 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 one. Okay. All right. So, do you want to hear who you picked? I believe I picked serpent first. Yeah. So, so you picked. Yeah, you picked the serpent first. Then croc. Then you picked the jellyfish. Not mad at that. Then you picked the crocodile. 
Yes. Yeah, you had a super solid first three picks. I picked tops. No, I didn't pick top six because Serpent never made it there. Right. <laughs> um, but you then followed like up with the Gremlin. You had the Gremlin podcast, on your I team. Beg to get out of it. <laughs> I know. You wanted to swap. Didn't you want Squiggly Monster? I mean, it would, to be fair, it wouldn't have helped. I don't think I would have. I, I would not have gone I'd rather with, have a monster than Gremlin. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I mean, you you famously picked the baby alien over the popcorn. So how do you feel about that one? No, I picked the popcorn. I picked the baby alien last. Yeah. Yeah, I picked you, the popcorn yeah. first. No, I had the popcorn. No, I had the popcorn. What? No, Liana, that's not how that happened. Yeah, that's what I have right here. Oh, then it must have, we must have done snake draft because I had the popcorn. You had the popcorn? Yes. Hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. How many, how many contestants were there? Flipping five, five, six, right? Seven. Okay. So you had the popcorn and I had the baby alien. Okay. I didn't put these last two in place. Oh, well, then that's okay. Well, like I did now. Okay. I put, I put them in now. I put them in now. All right. So, okay. So you picked just a, okay. So you picked Gremlin. Then you picked whatchamacallit. Then you picked the dragon, which you were super happy about. Don't um, call it a comeback. That's right. Then you picked the lips and the popcorn. Well, to be fair to me, I'm pretty sure that you picked the baby. I didn't want the baby alien. So I picked the popcorn because it was creepy. Yes. The baby alien yeah. was very creepy. Yeah. It's still creepy. Uh, but yes. No, I mean, honestly, you had a really solid draft. I think between serpent, jellyfish, crocodile, and popcorn, those were obviously your strongest competitors. To have the dragon, that, who's your fave, that's pretty cool. You also, though, had two super bombs with the lips and the gremlin. But I, I it, the, honestly, it spread out really well between the two of us because I had the seahorse, the mushroom, and the sun. We were all really solid. And then I had the baby alien and then kind of a bunch of like middling performances. So the snow owls, the broccoli, squiggly monster and giraffe. So. Yeah. Now, congratulations. Congratulations are due. You did win that draft. Spoiler alert. I won, that draft. Won. I won our, our amazing um, race. Draft. So I won two yeah. drafts in one night. Boom. Take that. This is the most you've won in drafts in the history of our relationship. You are notoriously the draft loser in our relationship. So uh that is slander and I don't appreciate that. Don't don't lie to the audience. I hate when you lie to the audience. I don't understand. Uh-huh. Sure. Um, <laughs> either way, congratulations are due to you. Now here's what I think we should do. Um we should one thousand percent do a mask dancer draft. And would you want to do it right now? Based uh, off just the outfits, no. doesn't matter. We don't have to like do a deep anything. Uh, okay. Do you have a list? Yeah, I'll send it to you right now. Uh, even though you sound very hesitant to do this. Well, I didn't. I like to. I like to marinate. I like to think about it. I'd like to review no, my no, options. No marinating. How about, this? No How about this? How about this? How about this? How about we end this podcast? Then we. You give me some time. We record no. before the twenty seventh, and then we. Added on to the beginning of the Mass Dancer podcast. Oh, I see. So before the okay, yeah, we can do that. I'm okay with that. I'm okay, okay with so that. then I just didn't want us to see anybody before we made our. No, decision. I don't either. I don't. I don't either. Well, we'll have to do the draft before, but we'll just like record it as its own separate segment, and then we'll stick it at the beginning of our 
our yep, master dance that podcast. Is completely fine by me. I have to make okay. dinner, so that kind of works out perfectly. Okay, so that means then we have come to the end of the Mass Singer Rahapa podcast. Season four is over. We'll be back with the Mask Dancer. Liana, where can people find you and what will you be up to till then? You can find me on Twitter at Liana R-H-A-P. I have a busy week of podcasting, actually. I am going to be on Outwit, Outplay, Outlist. Mm, lovely. <laughs> is that what it is? I just keep calling it yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh podcast. Um, it's the ranking podcast, the aka the Tearless Tuesday Survivor podcast that Rob and Mike Bloom have been doing uh, on the RHAP network. So I'm going to be doing that. We are doing voting confessionals, which is going to be super mm. fun. I can't wait to dig into all of those. And then I'm also going to be on, spoiler alert, Rob and Akiva need a podcast this week the star wars special won the people's choice so i will be joining robin akiva to not only recap the star wars special holiday special but also to bring out a giant star wars christmas tree complete with lights and read a proclamation reading we are the city uh which is then of course met with a standing ovation by the listeners uh, at courtesy of the Renat bot. So if you understood any of that, you were probably a Renat listener and I'll see you in a few days. <laughs> and if you didn't understand any of that, just check out, wait out for Liana's retweet of the episode and you can check out what she just talked about. Yeah. That that sentence that made no sense, you will find out what that means. <laughs> even I know what it is. And even I was like, proclamation, we are the city, ovation from the uh, Renat. <laughs> I got, I had Dr. Amanda Rabinowitz send me the actual Renat bot idea so that I could be spot on when I give my my performance, which I forgot that that went up against the, against the weird tower related shenanigans or whatever idea. The tower game. Yeah, the tower-related shenanigans. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'm incredibly talented, as the Renat bot knows, and so I will be featuring that on Renat this week. Well done. I hope you have fun. Thanks. And, more importantly, just kidding, equally as important, you can find me on all major social media platforms. That's Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch. It's Puyaism for all of those. I will be talking 90 Day Fiance, as that Hot Mess Express is not slowing down, continuing that trip with Rob Sesternino himself, uh, co-hosting, co-piloting that season with me. 90 Day Fiance has been good so far. You can find that at Rob's website.com slash 90 Day Fiance, number nine, number zero. And um, I will be continuing my streaming journey, streaming three times a week, including a Among Us night with friends, eight 5 p.m. Eastern over on Twitch on Sundays. Now, one last order of business before we head out, team. If you could please leave us ratings and reviews, that would be much appreciated. It really helps get the podcast out there. We talked about Bow Wow. We talked about the frog. I want to get, I want to do better than the frog. I know we're doing better than the frog. I want, I want it to be reflected. So if you could please do that, it genuinely helps a lot. And I would really appreciate it. Liana would very much appreciate it as well. What, isn't that right, Liana? That's right. Boom. You can find that and you can do so at robswebsitecom slash masked singer. That's M-A-S-K-E-D singer. That would be very appreciated and you would be considered a leopard in our eyes. And now we're done for the evening until the next unmasking, which will be of the dancing variety. Take care. 
and we'll see you then. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.